Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. We've got some awesome college hoops action this weekend, and we're going to take a deep dive into those games coming up in just a moment. But I do want to hit you with a legalized sports betting update, so it does not involve one Casey Erlacher. This week, Governor Pritzker doubled down, and he said that there will be sports books open in Illinois in time for March Madness. Take a listen. A second source of revenue that we passed last year is from expanded gaming, including sports betting, which appears to be on track and will be up and running in time for March Madness. Governor Pritzker earlier this week, now the three locations that have applied and been granted temporary licenses, Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, Grand Victoria in Elgin, and Argosy Casino down in Alton, Illinois, which is near St. Louis. There will be more, but that's where we sit right now. This is where it's all going to start with these three sports books. And apparently it's going to happen within the next two to three weeks uh, before March Madness gets going. If there's any news, I like to keep you updated on Twitter. So follow me there at Joe O670, at Joe O670. 
Let's switch gears over to College Hoops, and you know our College Hoops insider here on Early Odds on Sports Radio 670, The Score. He used to work here at The Score. He's still involved in the family. Uh, he's a producer and a host of You Better You Bet on Radio.com Sports on the Radio.com app. I'm on there usually a couple times per week. His name is Eli Herskovich. What's going on, Eli? What's going on, Joe? You took out the executive. From the producer oh part, so I guess I've been devoted. I, oh, I forgot. There are two producers. I, I only think of you as the producer since you, you do all the, the hard work. Sorry, Tyler Morales. Apologize. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm with you there. Okay, so uh, there's a lot of things I want to get into here, including some teams that are being viewed as top four seeds that could make a run, but who knows the way everyone is talking about this wide-open season a uh, double-digit seed could end up being in the Final Four. That's how wide open it is. But I want to start with a guy who is no longer the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Many people questioned the move at the time. John Beeline, when he left to Michigan and he got the big paycheck from the Cavs, not many people thought this thing would work. Eight of his last nine years at Michigan, they're in the tournament, an Elite Eight appearance, a couple of Sweet 16s, and you think about the teams here, Eli. DePaul, people were excited early on in the season. They go from 12 and 1 to 13 and 13 on the season, 1 in 12 in the conference. I don't even think people have realized that for the second turnaround, when they welcome Dave Lato back, please come save us. This is his fifth year already, and it's not going to happen again for the tournament. And then you look at Northwestern, okay. Everybody goes wild for the Wildcats because they they got into the dance finally, and now we're looking at Amelai and Northwestern is one in fourteen in conference play. And what's happening? Nobody is talking about them. Not because it's college basketball in Illinois. It's because they are completely irrelevant, just like DePaul. And I'm thinking of John Beeline and his availability. He leaves money on the table. We know he's going back to college. He is a senior citizen, literally a senior citizen. You know, I can only make a case for, what, maybe Illinois and Loyola? I mean, every team in this state, now it's not like you can land Beeline, but every team in this state should be making a run at John Beeline. Yeah, I'm with you. And, of course, you mentioned Illinois. They're going to make the tournament most likely with Brad Underwood and Loyola Chicago is a decent shot to make it out of the Missouri Valley Conference with Porter Moser if they if they run the table in Arch Madness. But, yeah, DePaul basketball, man, is a joke of a program. You think about the way they've played here over the last decade plus. So let's, let's start off with Dave Lato in the in Big East play since he came back for the second tenure, like you mentioned. Since 2015, DePaul is 17-68 in conference play, all right? We're not talking betting. We're not talking against the spread. 17-68 and 68 straight up. DePaul in conference since 2006, 53 and 208. I know, like you mentioned, Northwestern is also a bit of a joke this season. Chris Collins may be in the hot seat. And yes, both coaches or yes, both programs should probably take a look at John Beelide. But you know what I'm doing if John Beelide taking a hard pass on DePaul and Northwestern? <laughs> Either of those programs give, give a call because there's one school that, he's, that he probably would go to if he came back. To college basketball, it's it's Texas. He would reunite with his former assistant at Michigan, where he was when they were a runner-up, going back to two years ago when they lost to, to Villanova. 
people, some local people know Jalen Brunson from the suburbs. I went to high school with him. No, haven't heard that. One of the only Dave drop ever in my life. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think beeline to Texas makes the most sense to go back and work with Luke Yaklitz, turn around a Texas program that will likely let go of a former Gritman major coach in Shaka Smart at VCU. He is going nowhere near DePaul or Northwestern, Joe. How quickly things change in college hoops involving the coaching scene. It, it feels like yesterday, Illini fans were hoping, okay, Shaka Smart, please come to Champaign and save us. And Texas Longhorns fans can't wait to get rid of Shaka Smart. And you're right, all things are pointing to John Beeline going to Texas, but I had to bring it up. And, you know, I mentioned how quickly things turn here, Eli. We're, we're talking about the Illini having a good seed here, but now they're projected around at eight. They did break that four-game losing streak against Penn State. And I mentioned any team in the state. If you had a chance at landing John Beeline, and in Champaign they believe that they're still one of the better basketball programs in the country if you had an opportunity to get Beeline, would you move on from Underwood, as crazy as that sounds? No, I wouldn't let go of Brad Underwood, Joe. Uh, their last NCAA tournament appearance, they, they'll be making it this year, but the last time they were in it was 2013, so we're talking a seven-year gap, and Underwood has, again, tor- turned around this program. Uh, it, for people that don't follow college basketball metrics, Illinois ranked 25th in adjusted defensive efficiency so how efficient are you on that end of the floor in terms of opponent's points per 100 possessions? He scaled back on the ball pressure and uh, maybe three-fourths of the court press, full court press at times, and allowed this team to play at their strength. They don't go, again, for, to, to create turnovers as much as they do at just playing sound elite defense, and they could rebound the basketball with, with Kofi Coburn and Georgie Bajanasvili. So, you have Iodesumu, you have you have Trent Frazier. Yes, Iodesumu will might leave after this year and go to the NBA draft. But Underwood has made a major impact this season and enough of one where he is not leaving Champaign. I want to play a quick game here, just a bit of a primer as people start to to wrap their heads around March Madness and maybe some teams that have a high seed and can bow out early and some teams that can make a deep run. I want to look at the projected seed, so I'll give you the ones, and you tell me which team you have the most confidence in to make a deep run and which one you think will have an early exit. We'll do the same with the twos, threes, and fours, okay? Yeah, sounds good. All right, Baylor and Kansas. We'll get to that game. Don't worry. Eli has a breakdown of that. They do play today. We'll get to that coming up in a few minutes. But your ones, Baylor, Kansas, Gonzaga, and San Diego State. Kansas, even though I have a San Diego State future, Kansas is the best team in college basketball. Well, Again, like you mentioned, we'll get to the big matchup, rematch of the Big 12 between the Jayhawks and the Bears. But Kansas is built for a run, and Marcus Garrett defensively, means a ton to this team. Yes, they could stretch the floor, but his ability to create turnovers, and this is a, a much better team in that regard uh, than going back to last season and his defensive improvement allows Devon Dotson and Yudok Azabuki to get out of the open floor, which is where Kansas is at its best. So the Jayhawks, for, for me, are a team that's, that are going to make a run, and the team that's most likely to get upset between Baylor, Gonzaga, and San Diego State, if the Aztecs get uh, Mensa back. They're, they're big U.S. respiratory issues. I think they have a shot to make a run as well, maybe not as deep of a run as Kansas. But, but so, so between Baylor and Gonzaga, 
I would go with Gonzaga here. Killing until he's health. Uh, he, he, he's been playing of late, but if they lose him in, in March or if he's playing on a limited basis, yes, I've been down on Baylor this season for stretches, but the Zags, I would say, have a, more of a shot to get upset than Baylor early on in the tournament. No, he doesn't mention San Diego State, the team he has a future on, the team he's <laughs> worried because they don't have a loss under their belt yet, and he's worried that it's going to happen early in the tournament, right? Exactly. But I do have, you know, maybe we'll, a little bit of a tease. I might have a play. I might be betting against the Aztecs later tonight. Okay. How about the twos here? This is when I think it starts to get interesting. Duke, Dayton, Maryland, Florida State. Yeah, Coach K and the Blue Devils, I will be fading them in March for sure. Uh, we we kind of saw a, a product of maybe not what we'll see exactly in March, but when they, when they got upset at NC State earlier in the week by 22 points, Listen, Duke has a really good point guard in Trey Jones, a sophomore point guard, probably their most experienced point guard uh, over maybe the last five or six years under Coach K because he's had so many freshmen at that position, and they could stretch the floor more than they did last year. But if defenses focus on Vernon Carey and you match up against a really good interior defense that forces you to shoot like Michigan State did last year and Virginia Tech and UCF who almost – upset the Blue Devils in the round of 32. Duke is susceptible to an early exit. For a deep run between Dayton, Maryland, and Florida State, Dayton is on the second tier, for me, of a team that could get upset early on. Man, Maryland and Florida State, you know I have a Maryland future here, so I know I'm going to sound a little, a little bit biased. I got this one in the offseason at 50-1. to 1. But this team is, yes, they had to come back against Michigan State to win that game on the road. You don't believe in the week. coach. Turgeon, yes, there there are issues with Mark Turgeon, but I have seen improvement in his coaching. It's kind of been parallel to Jalen Smith's development. I know that's more of a product of the sophomores. Again, ability to get stronger, especially on the offensive end. He's been much more aggressive down low, and his his shot has improved. But the key for me is Anthony Cowan. The first time Turgeon has had a senior point guard in March, and he's been wonderful here during Maryland's winning streak. The three threes to put Maryland on top, three straight threes at Michigan State last week. So, yes, Turgeon hasn't had success in the tournament, but I think it, I think that run of negativity ends this year. All right, let's go through the threes and the fours. A team that you are very confident they can make a deep run and a team that will be eliminated early in the tourney. Uh, the threes right now, we are looking at Louisville, Creighton, Seton Hall, and Villanova. Yeah, I, I'm kind of looking at one of my other futures here. I of like, course. <laughs> Seen like Hall. <laughs> to make a run. Hey, I told you, Joe, Joe I told you to bet them at 40-1. to 1. Uh, You have a star, and when there's when there so much parity in college basketball, it helps to have a guy that can go off at any moment, and that's Miles Powell. Uh, they started to play better against Butler on Wednesday, and the reason I say that, yes, they're a projected three seed, so of course they're playing really well, but Mamu Kalishvili, uh, one of their – probably the second-best player who came back from injury. The Pirates are trying to adapt at both ends and, and get right with him back on the floor with the way they were playing so, such elite basketball before he came back. So just trying to reinsert him in the lineup and figure out the scheme behind it. And they're starting to adjust and, and play better defensively with Mamu Kalishvili and Romero Gale, their other big, back in the lineup. This team can, can make a run. They're elite defensively. I think Louisville is bound to bow out first among this group. Mm. They shoot the ball well from three, but that number is bound to regress in a negative sense 
we, we kind of saw it last week with the losses at Georgia Tech, at Clemson. They shoot really well at the Yum Center at home. But to me, this team, again, they don't look impressive with the eye test. And that three-point percentage is going to dip, and it should dip once we hit March Madness. And once that number does, I think they're in trouble. Before we get to the games today and tomorrow, some intriguing games on Sunday. A lot of times we don't get those good games uh, in college hoops. Your fours right now, West Virginia, Penn State, Kentucky, Oregon. Oregon. I, I'm going to go against my, one of my futures here. I think good. Oregon is the team that bows out first here. It, unless Dana Altman turns this thing around, and he is a defensive magician, but they really lack shot blocking. It's really hurt their rim protection in Pac-12 play. So, for, for me, the Ducks are, are in trouble unless they're freshmen and finally Dante comes back and makes a big impact, even though Peyton Pritchard can go bonkers at any moment, kind of similar to Miles Powell. Uh, of this group, I think Kentucky is, is best suited to make a run mm-hmm. in March. You have really good guard play for the most part with Higgins, Maxi, and Quickly, who's really come along in SEC play. They shoot much better from three, and they play much better offensively than they, than they do at home at Rupp. So I, I really like Kentucky. And then, of course, you have John Calipari here, and he'll probably cuss his way into getting a higher seed uh, <laughs> come, come Selection Sunday. Something we've learned this Saturday morning. Eli Hershkovich owns 36 different college basketball <laughs> futures as we're getting closer and closer to the tournament. Uh, Joe Ostrowski with Eli on Early Odds Sports Radio 670. The score, okay, we put off the games long enough, Eli, and there is a monster one today. This thing tips off at 11 a.m., one versus three. It's Baylor favored by two against Kansas. What do you like here? Yeah, it feels like an Elite Eight Final Four game, man. This is going to be a tough game for Baylor, and I know I've been on the, the Baylor fade wagon uh, of late. I didn't bet the game uh, when they won and covered at Oklahoma on Tuesday. This Kansas team has a size advantage in this game, and yes, Baylor is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in college basketball, but Baylor actually gets blocked at the third-highest clip in the country, and this Kansas team is top 15 in block rate. So as well as Baylor has been on the glass, especially at the offensive end and getting putbacks around the rim with Gillespie and Vitale, I think Kansas is in, a, in great position with their size, assuming Yudoka Azabuki stays out of foul trouble here, to protect the paint and control the glass and push the tempo as a result, control the pace. I like Kansas here uh, as a road dog. All right, what about tonight? There are a couple other games that have top 25 teams facing off, and uh, let me know if either of these are of interest to you. you got 14th-ranked Oregon visiting number 24 Arizona. The Wildcats are five-point home favorites, and then we've got the second-ranked team in the nation, Gonzaga. They are five-point road favorites going to number 23 BYU. You like either matchup? Yeah, I, I, I like Oregon of the two the best. We talked about this on You Better You Bet between Ken Barkley and myself on Friday night's podcast, and he made this game, Ken made this game, Oregon minus three. So the line being five is, is off, and it's usually a trigger point for him to bet a, a game when the, when the market is two points off from his actual data. And I really like Oregon as well in this spot here, coming off the Arizona State loss. And Valley Dante is questionable for the game yet again. I, don't, I assume he doesn't play, but regardless of, of his status, Arizona's three-point defense 
giving up the fifth-highest three-point scoring rate in Pac-12 play. And, and that's where Oregon thrives, is shooting threes, especially with their go-to score and, and playmaker Peyton Pritchard, the fourth-highest three-point scoring rate in conference play. So I think Oregon's able to shoot their way to a cover here. Uh, we were talking about John Beeline a little bit earlier. His old team, Michigan, goes over to West Lafayette to take on Purdue, and the Boilermakers are favored by three. Yeah, this is it's kind of surprising that I like a three-point favorite. I usually would stay away from this kind of a line. I'm hoping it dips to Purdue minus two and a half, so I don't have to bet to assume Purdue wins this game by four or more. But it's a good spot for Purdue, coming off three straight losses. They also lost at Michigan going back to last month in double overtime. And Purdue has a, has a pretty big size advantage in this game, even if Isaiah Livers, Michigan's best player, returns after missing the game at Rutgers and exiting against Indiana last Sunday. Again, Purdue should be able to win the battle on the glass. And Trevion Williams in that last matchup, Purdue's best offensive big, had 36-14 and 14 in that last meeting. Michigan giving up the highest two-point scoring rate in Big Ten play. So this is going back to with John Beeline and, of course, uh, under uh, Juwan Howard this season. Michigan does not defend the paint well, and I think Williams is able to take advantage. Even with a, a bit of a higher, higher line that I would like, I, I would take Purdue minus three. Eli Hershkovich, we don't have lines for these games yet on Sunday, but there's a couple of Big Ten ones that I want to get your thoughts on, and let's start with number 7 Maryland at 25th-ranked Ohio State. Yeah, this is a big game. We mentioned Maryland when you were talking about teams that can go on a run from that two-seed area in the March Madness projections. And Maryland has risen all the way up to eighth on Kempom, and that's because they have the fifth lowest adjusted defensive efficiency in that respective category. And Ohio State is coming off the loss at Iowa. I bet Ohio State in that game, and boy, was I wrong. Luka Garza dominated the paint. Ohio State, though, in this matchup, again, coming off the loss, they lost at Maryland in their first meeting, and they should be able to shoot past Maryland in this game. Maryland bottom 100 of college basketball in opponents' three-point scoring rate. Ohio State top 50 in that category. But Maryland also shoots the ball well from three, and Ohio State doesn't exactly defend that well. It, the wild card in this game is Caleb Wesson. Does he show up? Because when he puts up 20 and 10, Ohio State is a Big Ten contender. But when he struggles... And when he picks up a technical foul or gets into foul trouble, the Buckeyes are in trouble. So probably stay away from me. I would lean Ohio State, though. Eli, sell me on the Northwestern Wildcats <laughs> winning a Big Ten game in Evanston. Uh, tomorrow they take on Minnesota. Yeah, this is a spot play for me uh, with Oof. Minnesota coming off the loss at home against Indiana and also the game before that against Iowa last Sunday. So I, I get Minnesota's been reeling a little bit of late, but Northwestern, you want to talk about reeling. You mm. mentioned DePaul struggles, and we, we crapped a bit on Northwestern as well. They have lost 10 in a row uh, in Big Ten play. Their last win coming against Nebraska at home. It's hard to call it a get-right spot because it's not like this team is a contender by any means, but Northwestern has a, a size advantage in this game. They're actually the fifth tallest team average height across college basketball minnesota gives up the is bottom 45 in college basketball in opponents two-point scoring rate and northwestern top 75 so it's tough to rely on northwestern scoring in any category here as they are just inside the top 100 in adjusted offensive efficiency across division one but 
I am going with the Wildcats here. I think it's, I think they're able to score inside, even against a good big, you know, Turu, Pete Nance, Ryan Young, I think are, are the key factors in this one. Even Miller Cops jump shot off the baseline and Northwestern finally covers a game and might even win this one <laughs> and break that 10-game losing streak. Eli, before you know it, we're going to be arguing on you better you bet about our brackets, man. I'm excited, dude. There's going to be a lot of screaming. You and Nick probably screaming at me more yep. than the other way around. Yep. So yep. I'm excited. All right, man. Uh, best of luck this weekend, and thanks for sharing your knowledge. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate the time. There he goes, the one and only Eli Hershkovich, a certified college basketball lunatic. My name Joe Ostrowski. Thank you, as always, for listening to Early Odds. I'll be back on the air Monday evening, 6 to 10, right here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. And next on The Score, we've got some baseball conversation inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. Best of luck this weekend, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.